So here's a little more anchor love from Evil Jeff of Minions and Musings and Rich Fraser from the uh, wonderfully named Cockatrice Nuggets. Hey Spencer, it's Evil Jeff from Minions and Musings. Just started going through your podcasts, uh, really enjoying them. Appreciate what you're doing there. Keep up the good work. Uh, just happened to listen to uh, your third podcast and had to stop. Cookbook with Mulve. Cook with Mulve. Okay, yeah. I don't think I ever. I don't think I need to hear that one again. That's just. Oh my goodness. I love puns. And you got me. Well done, sir. Hey, Jeff. Uh, sorry, Evil Jeff. Uh, thanks for getting getting in touch, man. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of puns myself, and I was particularly pleased with that one. You could probably tell, but uh, yeah, it's an anchor, fantastic. Um, I gotta say, I'm catching up on your episodes now. Um, for whatever reason, they weren't popping up in my app of choice. Uh, I tend not to listen through anchor just because of its uh little quirks but um yeah managed to uh find your feed and uh catching up right now and uh yes it's also ivy and spike pit that that actually got me to pull my finger out and do a podcast myself so i mean they're such great guys but uh you take care speak soon Another thing I found interesting was that you worked at a theater, being projectionist and other things. I did that many years ago myself, working at a theater, mainly being the person with concessions and ushering and so forth, but learned how to do the projector building films and such. And then when I went to college, I was part of the team at the university that ran the local student theater and built up films and tore them down and everything so yeah I, I knew exactly all that all that stuff that you did there and know that you get a, a a love of films from seeing them and doing that because well when you're just up there waiting for films to flip over and everything you kind of have to wait and watch the film <laughs> so pretty cool that somebody else was doing that too all right catch you later Hey man, it's Rich, and I just started listening, and I have to say I love your recap in your second episode. Uh, it's how I feel when I'm doing my podcast and listening back to it. All I hear is those ums and pauses and ahs and um, 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 and you know, that's the way I talk every day, so that's just kind of the way it is, but uh, hearing you edit those all together cracked my ass up. Thanks man, keep it going. Hi Rich, uh, thanks for your call man. Um... I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, yeah, that little compilation of outtakes. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what the whole thing sounds like to me too. I'm. Uh, I don't know how you guys can, you know, do a, a monologue for any period of time. I mean, I've tried that, and I just sound like a bozo. It's just, just uh, good that I enjoy the editing process. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a few, I'm a little way behind on uh, your podcast, so I need some catching up to do. But uh, yeah, uh, keep doing your stuff, and hopefully I'll come up with some worthy content too at at some point. But uh, yeah, thanks for your call.
So I'd intended this episode to go out on Father's Day, but my father-in-law decided that he wanted to cut up rocks in our garden with an angle grinder, um, which you may hear a little bit of peppered throughout the episode. If I've managed to expunge them, I might pop a little bit on the end just to give you an idea of what I was dealing with. Also, my overview was so incredibly rambling and ramshackled that I, you know, spent a good, well, I spent a ridiculous amount of time hacking it to pieces. So without further ado, hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello everyone. Daddy, I'm talking for everyone. Yeah? Hello, and welcome to Keep Off the Borderlands, a podcast about not playing RPGs. Episode 5, Pip-Pip, The Pip System. Next up, a report from our RPG expert, Dr. Game. Over to you, Doctor. Thank you, Spencer. You join us here at the Institute of... No, I'm not doing that. So, the PIP system. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to say a few words as to why I'd chosen it. It's one of the first things I came across when I first came back to a hobby a couple of years ago after reading a few rule sets and kind of being a bit baffled about where gaming was and how different it was to what I'd uh, left behind. I discovered the PIP system which uh, appeared to be a brand new system. It also seemed very straightforward, clearly written, very transparent on how it operated, cleanly laid out. It was It's a universal system, although there's a post-apocalyptic adventure in the core book. Well, I first picked up the uh, Quick Start available, uh, which I believe is still free, on drive through yeah and you're rolling a whole bunch of dice one simple core mechanic used for everything whole bunch of dice just struck me as being a lot of fun and it chimes in with something that Arlen Walker was saying live from Pelham's Wasteland uh, about his his love of dice pool systems there's very little uh, calculation involved it also touches on something, or a couple of things actually, that Colin Spike Pitt Green was uh, talking about. Uh, you know, as it seems to lend itself to playing with kids, because it is very simple. And it's also possible to simplify the system even further. Uh, so, let's get on with it, shall we? Uh, Yes, so the dice, a bunch of six-sided dice of two different colours. So ideally you'd want ten of one colour and ten of another colour. Because successes are four, five and six, it's essentially a 50-50 chance. You know, you could flip coins or use dice of any denomination because you could always, you know, say it's roll even or odd. So it wouldn't matter as as long as your die had... um, even number of sides, and uh, I guess if you don't play uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, 
you're not going to have come across that but um and that would still give you the 50 50 chance so you could roll a whole you know an entire set of dice d4 to d20 although obviously not as aesthetically pleasing a whole bunch of d6s um, and i do like that idea obviously the benefit of that 50 50 chance means that there's no maths involved so you count the individual successes and then you subtract the uh, successes in one pool from the successes in the other pool and that gives you gives you not only you know whether you succeed or not but it gives you a degree of success so which would also denote how much damage you caused in an attack so so you wouldn't have to roll for damage after that everything you're using adds dice to the pool so your skill in combat adds die to the pool whatever ranking that is um, the weapon you're using add dice, adds die to the pool so that would improve not only improve your chance of success but improve the degree of damage you could cause there's a teamwork mechanic so if other members of the group want to assist you in a task then that adds die to your pool if you're doing a complicated very challenging task you can break it down into sort of constituent parts reducing the difficulty but obviously it would take you longer to achieve that uh, acting under duress if your character is fatigued distressed or in a state of fear that removes die from your action pool uh, what's nice what's simple about that as well is that everything has a challenge rating so the challenge rating determines how many die are in the opposing pool so uh, essentially non-player character has one stat for everything although depending what weapons they're using or the advantages of their you know if they're, if they're on higher ground or if they get the jump on you they get to add dice to their pool uh, so it's all really really simple making a character you would uh, choose your archetype adventurer a hunter magic user marksman sleuth then you get to choose skills and qualities although having said that each of those archetypes comes with its own set of skills i think it's about three skills with five points spread across those skills so say an adventurer has uh, athletics two performance one strike two and these ranks denote the number of dice that you would add to your pool whenever you make a relevant test or challenge also the archetype comes with a special ability and a hindrance so the special ability for the adventurer is called next goal you get 1d6 added to any roles relating to specific session goals so you stipulate um, something that you hope to achieve during each session and anything any role relating to that goal gets an extra die the hindrance is seeker of thrills so you add one die of difficulty uh, so one one die in the opposing pool uh, whenever you play it safe with something so that obviously encourages you to go for the more daring option 
So yes, as I say, it's a point by system. So once you have your sort of base skills, special ability and your hindrance, uh, you then get to spend points in you have uh, physical health and mental health and you also uh, can rank up skills, choose new skills and sub skills within particular categories. Uh, I think it costs you more points to get broad skill qualities than it does to pick specific sub skills within that set. And then you get a series of random charts that you can roll on, gives you backgrounds, motivations, appearance, items, connections. Uh, you also receive fortune points. Each player begins with three fortune points in a session. Uh, these can be spent on adding additional dice to a roll um, or adding some narrative element to a scene like say you, you know, the old example of coming across a locked door needing to break it down and then spotting a crowbar sitting up against the wall you know you can use fortune points for things like that um, uh, and I believe you can also use them to uh, restore uh, physical and mental health. Magic basically works like a special skill. Uh, there are five schools of magic or families of magic. You've got uh, wizardry, blood magic, fey magic, alchemy pact of power and each one comes with its own hindrances yeah for example like a an alchemist would have to carry all these accoutrements around with him a wizard is required to memorize spells but because of that they receive penalties when concentrating or trying to recall anything that isn't related to magic which i think is quite interesting basically absent-minded genius i guess blood magic involves um inflicting damage on your body using your own body as a resource uh, so that's how magic costs there so you get the idea i hope it's coming across how simple all that is um, and, but it's also got rules it's got options for making the system even simpler just using broader main skills more like attributes and also um, a word about the settings uh, something called oh, hang on let's have a look so available settings I might be getting this wrong I think there's a setting called mermaid towels which uh, I believe is geared towards kids and one called infestation bugs and heroes which I felt uh, tied in with a few things uh, Colin was speaking about. And while the uh, simplicity might appeal to James uh, from uh, those feckin' books, I probably wouldn't suggest the infestation setting as a, probably a bit of a busman's holiday. Don't want to be taking your work home with you. Ah, uh, yes, uh, recently released uh, the HP Lovecraft Preparatory Academy, um, which is kind of a tongue-in-cheek Harry Potter meets Call of Cthulhu, which um, kind of 
tickled me look quite interesting so i i picked that one up so uh, yeah comedic horror shenanigans and that's kind of all, all there is to it really and it just struck me as a very simple system it's very easy to see what's going on a single mechanic for everything and it just seems to make sense it just made sense to me anyway at a time when I was struggling to get my head around certain ideas especially having you know I've spoken about playing Merp back in the day I never actually played D&D in fact I had one session of uh, I believe it was Mensa Basic wasn't a particularly good session nothing to do with the system itself although I did have my own hang-ups about D&D you know as any teen would when somebody suggests something that isn't what they're used to playing. But playing Merp is, was a percentile system and that struck me as being very straightforward and intuitive despite having you know, heard from several sources that it's quite a complicated system. It didn't strike me as such. And you know, looking at D&D with its subsystems and its different mechanisms for different classes and it just seemed to be over elaborate and not intuitive kind of getting off the point there a bit but uh yeah that's the pip system and it really appealed to me and i can understand that it might be too simple for some people but it strikes me as being quite reminiscent of the way it's set up it's quite reminiscent of ubiquity uh also there's something of the cipher system there and uh, although i've not you know not really familiar with burning wheel uh, mouse guard and uh, torchbearer i understand they work on a dice pool system that's not too dissimilar but uh yeah there's my first overview check me out i hope all you dads out there are having a great day and um i uh got given some uh, nice bottles of locally brewed IPA that I'm looking forward to although quite how my two and a half year old daughter managed to um, purchase said alcohol I'm not so sure I may have to have words so that's quite enough from me thank you for listening thanks for the messages and uh, if you do want to ask me any questions like uh, when you're going to bloody play something, click the link in the description. Send me a message. Be great to hear from you. Take care. Bye bye for everyone. Say bye bye for everyone. Bye bye everyone. And casting spells using. Also, also uh, dealing, dealing. Also, when. Also, when dealing...